Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Happy Monday night. What's up, Brian? You're back with us, man. I felt lost without you last week. <laughs> I listened to the show. It sounded pretty lost. Yeah. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're glad you're back. It feels, feels normal. Somebody uh, was throwing up gang signs in the comments here. Uh, Sunshine State Swamp Donkeys. <laughs> what? They're in here. They're on us. I assume okay. that's a KFL team. I don't know. Is that Russell? Know what it is. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. From what I from what I learned last week, that is the newest and biggest rival rivalry going. Maybe the only rivalry. I don't know. Is that right? In the league, yeah. A lot of hate, bad blood. Oh. Michigan, Ohio State level. Really? Stuff. Yeah. They roll up in their squatted trucks and <laughs> yeah, bad. <laughs> Take bad. the pit vipers off and get after it. It's bad stuff, man. Okay. But uh, yeah, we we got a big show tonight. We're gonna we've got. Uh, uh, John Stewart from Bass and uh, Dwayne from Tourney X, of course. And we're going to talk about the Bass schedule and some of the new stuff they got going. But uh, before we do that, we always like to touch on a few things that went down. But I don't know really what uh, – anything major that developed this week. Anything anything happening, Ryan? I don't know. I mean, uh, there was some interesting conversation that went on uh, around the motor pole. Um, yeah. Yeah. About I was honestly, seriously blown away by the, the amount of bow mount vote i i mean i i don't know if i'm just not paying attention or if i'm not fishing where uh these these motors are dominant but i have not seen a ton of bow mounts around here i mean there's a couple but not not many so that that shocked me uh and newport knocked off torquedo uh i mean they just came out what a year ago nine months ago something like that yeah, yeah. knocked off knocked off the perennial sponsor powerhouse yeah, yeah. well i'm seeing that I'm seeing Newport's name on uh, a lot of sponsor banners as well, so they're they're getting into the game on that end too. I hear that, Ramel. Send us a tweet, buddy. I feel you. Hey, speaking of tweet, uh, we always cool. appreciate everybody on Facebook, YouTube, list uh, watching this, and then everybody on the audio podcast checking it later. But tonight, I actually figured out how to get this streaming live on Twitter. So we're over no, in the sitting. We're over in the cesspool of Twitter tonight as well. I don't know if anyone will watch it over there, but we're there. Twitter will ban us. They're they are quick, quick to boot folks. So that'll be yeah. good. So streaming to a third location. Big time. Big time stuff. I like it. I uh, like it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this weekend, I, I, one thing I did see, Ryan, is you started a new little side hustle. You took the TOCAY out and gave them a little lesson in uh, promo, didn't you? Man, yes. Uh, you know, I, I talked to Marshall after the AOY win, and he was kind of, uh, I guess, frustrated a little bit. Um about how opportunities progressed, you know, from winning arguably the hardest the hardest title to capture in in our sport. I mean, to to win AOI in the in the Hobie series is is pretty pretty tough. Like as Edwin demonstrated, you have to nail all of it. Like you know, it can't just be regular season events or whatever. Like you have to beat your competition on the same water to pull it off. So got to talking to Marshall and looking through social media stuff. And I'm like, you know, I mean, honestly, like you got to put out content, man. Like, and Marshall is, he's a old school, like just traditional angler and he's really good. Very good. But now you have to be more than that. Like you have to, and, and we heard this cliche term forever, but build your brand. Like you have to have something that you're bringing to the table. 
uh, for these companies to want to spend money on you. They want they want your reach. They want you know the quality of content, whether it's videos, still shots, whatever. So we spent Sunday uh, out on the French Broad, the TOC waters up there. We went and hit the money hole. The old $36,000 hole up there and, uh, and, you know, worked on like camera angles and, and backgrounds and kind of composure, like how much, you know, how much of a product you want in the shot, like things like that. And hopefully it'll do, do my boy some good. Yeah. Strategic product placement rather than just like shoving it right out there like this. Yeah. I mean, you don't want it to be cheesy and that's the biggest thing composition wise. I'm going to put out a little like kind of YouTube video type deal. Like, you know, hopefully helping some folks learn what to look for, I guess is what I would call it. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, man, speaking of uh, sponsors, I guess we need to shout out ours tonight before we get our guests in here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Before we do that, we're doing a giveaway tonight. We are courtesy of, of yak addicts. You want to tell us about that? Um, so yak addicts for some that don't know, uh, Shane and I have an apparel company. It's, we make t-shirts, hats, you know, hoodies, performance shirts, whole nine yards, uh yakaddictsonline.com you can check it out um but just give it a share and we'll send you a hat a t-shirt and a performance shirt if you don't mind simple like and share contest so share the stream like both pages we'll pick a winner big winner winter time and then uh we've got we always want to thank our sponsors of course presented by dugoutfishing.com dugout bait and tackle down in marietta georgia there and we've got a featured product of the week let me see if i can throw it on screen and that is not a uh, weapon from Batman. That's a Tim Mercy mounting plate. Tim Percy <laughs> mounting plate. I got a better picture of it right here. And He's you, are you running one? Are you running one of these, Ryan? Or are you going to be running? One I, of these? I will be. Yeah, that's going on the new the new rig. All right. So with all the fancy electronics and all the wiring your boat needs for your Hobies, I think this goes for a twelve, fourteen, and the Outback. Right? He makes all three. Yeah. So what? I mean, the reason that that's necessary. Uh, everybody, not everybody, but the folks that are moving to forward facing sonar, which seems like everybody right now, you have that extra big black box and you have to have like a power control module, uh, you know, whether it's from yak lights or FPV or whoever. So you have to have those and they have to be somewhere. So you could throw them in the floor of your kayak and, <laughs> and watch them get ruined. But Tim Percy came up with this great idea. It slides right in. It It's cut out for the rod tubes on either side, and it really holds it in place well, keeps everything up off the floor, and uh, just gives you a really uh, clean, put-together look inside your hole. Yeah, that's slick. So get over to Dugout and check those out. Uh, and of course, also Revo sunglasses, best lenses on earth. Go to Revo.com, use KBN25, save 25%. Although I think they have a Black Friday deal that you can save more than that right now. 30% right now. If, yeah, 30%. yeah. On there. I think it was Cyber 30 or something like that was there. Yeah. Cyber Monday. Yeah, it is. Cyber happy Monday, happy right. Cyber Monday. Happy Cyber Monday. If you got anything, let us know what the, you got in the comments if you bought anything. And then, uh, of course, Western Sun. Got a shelf full of it right here. Western Sun Vodka. Appreciate those folks. Uh, go to westernsundistillery.com, and you can find a dealer near you. But, yeah, what do you say, Ryan? We get these guys in here. I know the, Let's do it. the pe- people watching have are chomping at the bit to uh, ask questions and stuff. So Yeah, throw your questions in on this one. Like, this, the entire deal, this is, you know, this is public forum here to, to an- get any questions you want answered. So get ready. Here we go. All right, John Stewart, Dwayne Wally, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for taking the time tonight. Hey, good to be here. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, welcome back. I guess it's been a while. You guys were on here before. Uh, what's up with that Cubs jersey back here, John? Jake Arietta, my man. All right, all right. He kind of stinks now, but. <laughs> it's all right, loyalty. That's, That's from the thing. World Series year. 
Okay. Good stuff. Uh, well, I don't even know where we want to start. Where do we want to start with this, Ryan? Uh, let's let's start with let's start with the schedule. You guys kind of give us a rundown of the schedule, and you know, I know the obviously bass has had events on some of these lakes before. So, John, you can give us some insight into into the fisheries and kind of what what that brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, Lake Fork is Lake Fork. You know, it's always a great place to start. It is a little earlier this year. Uh, could be could be a little chilly. Uh, down there, but uh, still ought to be a great event. A lot of big fish caught, and uh, uh, like I said, Lake Fork is Lake Fork. And then we and then we have the championship uh, at Russell Richard B. Russell Lake. That is the lake just below Hartwell, where the Classic will be. Uh, so they'll be relatively close together this year, unlike uh, last summer where they were. A long ways apart, uh, those two lakes. Um, probably not going to have the waste that we had on Possum Kingdom on on Richard B. Russell, but uh, it'll fi- it'll fish good that time of year. A lot of spotted bass in that one. Then we move on to the Harris Channel Lakes, which is, in my opinion, and and Chris Bowes who lives down there, and we've run several college and. Uh, nation and opens down there that's probably the best fishing lake in florida right now as far as tournaments go that's it's fishing really well or at least it has the last few years uh weights are huge and a lot of big fish so what river system is that somebody we were talking about this sunday while we were out on the water Harris chain of lakes is not really on a river. System. Is it just like a series of like reservoirs runoff there's, type deal? There's a whole bunch of lakes that are all connected. There's like 10 or 15 lakes that are, that are all connected. A couple of them connected by canals and, and things like that. And there's a lock or lock or two on them. And, but I mean, a ton of places to fish um plenty of access the anglers should have a heyday down there i think uh should be should be really 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 good that time of year uh as well and then we have grand lake uh oklahoma uh should be that time of year again will be should be really good one of the best times to be there uh, on grand lake uh, should be right pre-spawn uh, maybe in the spawn if it warms up a little bit, but pre-spawn for sure. Um, and then Lewis Smith Lake and Jasper Smith Lake, a lot of spotted bass on that lake, and that should be a great time to be there as well. And then we uh, go to uh, Pickwick at the end, uh, kind of have a break in the summer, heat of the summer months. Um, and if you notice on the schedule, you know, Lake Fork's a two-dayer. And then the championship's a two-dayer. And then the end, the last tournament at Pickwick is a two-dayer. Um, took a lot of, talked to a lot of anglers throughout the year at the tournament. Dwayne and I both did. And, and, and there was a lot of chatter about wanting multiple days. But then there was a lot of chatter about not wanting multiple day tournaments uh, on, on, from the anglers. And so, 
we kind of compromised. Uh, we, we're going to try, you know, the first tournament of the year, the last tournament of the year, our two dayers, and then everything else except for the championship in between or our one day or so. Uh, we certainly don't want to lose our the anglers that um, I think that I think the anglers that wanted two dayers are, are more of your hardcore uh, guys that fish everything they can fish and travel all over the country. And then you have your your one day or guys that that uh, maybe can't afford to do that, and so we don't want to lose all those folks either. Uh, so we we're going to try a compromise here, and and we're just trying some things, and 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 hopefully it'll work, and our numbers will be good this year, and and I I think it will be. I think it'll help. I I don't know, uh, maybe Dwayne's got a comment or two on that as well. Yeah, and there's a lot of questions coming in um, about it, and especially about some of the new rules because there's an AOI announced in the thing. We're getting to get into some of that, but uh, um, where do we want to start with that, Ryan? What rule do you want to go with first? The AOI? Question, let's talk maybe? about the AOI. Yeah, AOI? let's okay. talk about the AOI structure. Because yeah. with the two day and the one day, first of all, tell us how the AOI is going to work, and then how that's going to work with a two day and one day. Well, first you know, of mixed all, I forgot, I forgot to say that. You know, when we were working on a schedule and we got ready to announce, I really, really thought that we had the the perfect schedule and that there was going to be no, absolutely zero comments about anything we did and that it was going to be perfect and everybody was going to pat us on the back and say, great job. <laughs> absolutely not. We did. That was that was sarcasm for those of you that didn't know me very well. Uh, so. The the two dayers. So what was the question? The question about so that you got a mix of two and one day yeah. events. How how's the AOI setup going to be, and how's it going to work with the mix of two and one day events? Two day, it, two, whether it's two day or one day, it's just one tournament. So okay. however you finish on your two dayers at the end of the tournament, that's how the points will be doled out on the one day. It's a two hundred and fifty point system. So. Two-day tournament, your winner after two days is going to get 250 points. And that will go all the way down. If, if we have more than 250 uh, anglers fishing the tournaments, then anybody below 250 is going to get a zero uh, on, the, on that. So, And you do have to catch a fish to get a point. So it will be zero if you don't. Is it, is it one-point increment or is it two points? One-point increments okay. uh, all, all the way down. And then same thing on the one-dayer. The winner's going to get 250. You know, you're on down the line one point uh, in the end. And, and I do want to point out that there is a drop. Uh, you'll count your best four tournaments. So if a person only fishes three events, uh, they'll drop their one. They'll drop one, and then the other one that they missed, they'll get a zero uh, on that on that one. So. Uh, I wanted to make that clear because there was some chatter about that. We, we want to make sure that we don't discount uh, if a guy can only fish three uh, and not four. Uh, they can still be in the running for Angler of the Year. If they have three great tournaments, um, they could certainly – I could see somebody winning that Angler of the Year if they had three great tournaments. You know, if they won three or something like that, then they're going to be right up there. Uh, and 
How how did y'all arrive at the best four out of five? Because that seems pretty. I mean, I I know it's five events, but like the BOS is they have nine events. Uh, I think the All American Series has nine or ten events, and they take the best three out of those nine. Uh, so four out of five is a pretty pretty steep commitment to make sure you hit four out of five. Or how did y'all land on that number? It is it is a steep commitment, but that we only have five events, and we're trying to get as many people fishing as many events as we possibly can um and and that's why i kind of pointed out that you don't you don't have to fish off you don't have to fish four if you can only do three but that's going to be your points is what you're going to get so you you do need to perform uh pretty well on, on the on the four that you fish or the three or whatever it is uh you do need to to fish that and and how did we come about it? I mean, we're just, we're trying different things. Only having five tournaments, um, we wanna try to figure out a way to get as many people fishing those those five tournaments as we possibly can. Uh, I've seen some comments about the, um, you know, we're not up north or we're not out west and, and all that. I mean, you gotta remember this, this is a business. And, and we're in it to get as many people fishing our tournaments as we possibly can. And so, and, and, and honestly, Gret last year was not what we had hoped it would be. You know, we had some, two or three good tournaments and we had two or three, a lot of that was due to COVID and guys weren't traveling as much and, and all that. But we had some tournaments where we didn't have as big a field as we thought we should have had. And so we've got to get that those levels up. We've got to go places where we think we'll get those levels up. We've got to do things like the AOI um, that we worked really hard to to work with Old Town to get this year um, to try to get those numbers up. Once the numbers are up and we feel like they're up enough that we can start branching out and maybe go out west again, then then we'll do it. Uh, but we we've got to see the numbers. We've got to see the numbers up in order to do that. And when you go out west, and there's on and there's only you know 60 or 40 or 60 anglers at the most show up, then it's it's it just it's not a good thing. We want to go where we get the most uh, numbers that we can get, and the anglers want that too. The anglers want the payout to be as high as it can possibly be. Well, it's not going to be high if you've only got 40 or 50 uh, anglers in the tournament. So we need to go places where we think we're going to get, you know, up in that. We'd love to have 200 or 250 at every at every time. That's what I was going to say is what's your magic number that you need to average, you think? You know, if, if, if you guys had a goal to say, okay, we need to average X number for five events. I mean, I would love to see 200, 200 anglers at every at every event. And, and I know we're a ways off from that, uh, but we're going to keep trying different things until we get where we need to get. That's how that's how, that's what we do with every other tournament series. We try to we try different things until we find something that works and then we kind of stick with it. So, um, you know, we're going to year three, we're going to try to do a few things different and hopefully that helps things. So I to 
kind of address a couple of things that you said. Texas is as far west as you need to go. I can speak for the entire kayak angling community. Don't go past Texas anyway. There ain't nothing in California. But uh, the, the northern guys that are that are crying about, you know, we should have came north, came north, came north, came north. They say this in every series. This isn't bass that they're just saying it. But they said the same thing about Hobie, and then they don't show up. Like yeah. that's that's what anglers have to understand is if you want events in your backyard or in your four or five hour drive, you have to come to them. Like don't sit home and then complain when you don't have a chance to fish something. You did. You had the opportunity and you chose not to. So, you know, and people are, you know, time of year, whatever. If if there's a tournament that is in your backyard, Chickamauga's on June this year for the Hobie event. Is June the best time to fish? No, it's definitely not. Am I going to fish it? Yes, because I want to have tournaments on the Tennessee River chain. <laughs> Please, that's that's what I asked for. But, you know, these as a community, we have to, you have to support the events when they do come to town. You know, don't make excuses, don't, you know, you have to get up and get out and support these. Then you won't have this problem about them coming back. The Northeast, I, I'll tell you that, and Dwayne can attest to this because he was, he was looking for the schedule every day, every day, like, like everybody else. And yes, I we were, tell, weren't we, Ryan? <laughs> I will tell you that I worked like hard to try to get a Northeast tournament. I really do, man. Chill out. And, and uh, <laughs> we, you know, we we tried to get something on the Susquehanna, and we couldn't come together with with the uh, with the host up there. Um, and the Upper Chesapeake was not a good turnout, like you pointed no. out. And and they and they were actually the Upper Chesapeake was actually a two year deal, but after seeing the turnout we wanted to go somewhere else that we thought maybe we might get a better turnout. And then, and we looked hard for something else in the Northeast and it just didn't work out. And so we ended up going to, I think, uh, I think Smith Lake maybe took that, that place of that one. I think, you know, rivers, I think are good for that summertime window, uh, especially in the Northeast, like new river, for instance, that area, Susky, uh, even the James River, uh, and then like Lake Lake St. Clair is always a, a good summertime tournament, just due to the smallmouth season and the Canadian side opening up. Uh, I think those are probably good fill the void options. Obviously, it sounds like you guys were pretty far into nailing down the schedule at the at that point that you had to audible there. But uh, you know, I think those are areas that would pull anglers. I don't know a whole lot about the upper Chesapeake other than it's tidal and it's, it's, it's tougher when it's not the spawn. That's as much knowledge as I have about that area. But, uh, I think probably pulling out of that one was a good call. I see somebody, you know, posted on there, Josh, uh, St. Lawrence. Uh, we looked at the St. Lawrence and we talked about the St. Lawrence. Um, Dwayne and I talked about it and we talked, with some others and 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 we weren't sure about the current you know it's pretty strong it's six mile an hour it's a six mile an hour current there now there's plenty of backwater uh off the current that you can get and and i don't think i would have a problem going there and i think we could have went there uh i think the host was willing but we were just a little hesitant 
on, on the current. So uh, maybe those that are more familiar with fishing the St. Lawrence can fill us in. And if it's doable, then may, that's a, that's certainly a place we could go, I think. I think it was a safety call, really, because the, the masses, I think in the masses, there would probably have been a lot of a lot of issues going, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Let's uh let's dive into the middle of the schedule for this year, which is uh, the Grand Lake event. As soon as that one was was seen, it raised a lot of red flags because the GRDA is not fond of kayaks over there. That's that's right in my backyard here. Uh, so what did you guys get an exception for that event? Are we just rolling with the rules for that event, or how's that going to work? No, no exceptions. We're rolling with the rules. I won't say that they're not fond of kayaks. That may be. That might be your opinion. Jay. Not friendly. <laughs> friendly, well, friendly to kayaks. How about that? I, think, I mean, but, the, the local but, kayak anglers probably have a pretty good feel of of what it's like to try to hold tournaments on Grand Lake. And I know Jeff ran the Arkansas Club forever. Uh, I, I mean, they what is it? Is it 150 feet from the bank? You can't you can't cross creeks. You can't cross the channel. You can't. You have to launch thirty minutes after sunrise. Is, is is that? Am I in the ballpark on that, Jeff? Yeah, it's something like that. That you know, we were excited to see a tournament there because it's so close. But the local clubs don't have tournaments there because of that. So we were just hoping that Bass had the you know swung the big stick and got some sort of exception. Now, now exception and we course. don't, and we don't typically do that for any tournaments. We don't ask for exceptions uh, once in a great while when like a host when the host actually asks for it and really and really puts pressure on on the dnr and stuff but bass we typically don't ask at all uh for for exceptions to anything now i will tell you that you know i'm i've just been around the kayak community for a couple years and i don't and i'm still learning a lot uh but the safety aspect I will tell you that I'm still not comfortable after two years of this taking off in the dark and getting to your spot. And that is something that if personally, if, if I had my way, we would never do for any tournament. We would wait till it was safe light like we do for any other tournament, um, just for the safety aspect as a tournament manager. As a tournament director, and I've been doing this for 18 years, when the tournament starts, I I am there. Whether it's a one day or a three day or a four day, as a tournament manager, we are constantly worried, concerned. Our main my main concern is that everybody comes back at the end of the day uh, safely, and I have a real I still have, after two years, I still have a hard time sending the, letting the anglers, the kayak anglers go off at 5.30 when it doesn't get light till 6.30 and they're paddling out there in the dark. I know they have a little light on their on their boats and people are supposed to be work, looking out for them, but it, it is a concern for a tournament manager. And like I said, if I had my way, we would never do that. We for any tournament, I I kind of <laughs> like the Grand Lake rules actually, and now now well, don't we, implement that into bass, please. We're not we're not well, going. To. I'm just telling you my my personal feelings and my struggle with 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 it sometimes. Well, and, the, the and, and the Grand Lake, 
is not like a for those of the for those watching that aren't familiar with Grand Lake, we're not talking about when you say you can't go across the channel, the main lake of Grand Lake isn't something you're just gonna take off and paddle across anyway. Well, a lot of these guys would. Well <laughs> yeah. And yep. a lot won't. Yeah, and, yeah. and they're just gonna have to go by the rules. I mean yeah, oh, yeah, everybody's gonna be under the same rules. I was just hoping y'all did. You know, sometimes when they used to have the uh, the uh, big bass fest or whatever on Fork, and you know, some rules would get temporarily changed to take one over twenty. You know, uh, slot fish to the scales or whatever. I just didn't know if y'all had some sort of influence like no, that. But see, even in that one, there's no there's no exception. They only can bring in one slot fish, and it has to be over the slot. <laughs> To, to bring it in so that's even an, even in that one there's not an exception uh for that and like i said april 16th uh, on grand lake should be primarily bank fishing i mean there there's you're not going to want to get out in the middle of the lake anyway uh, it's going to well, be bank fishing spawn pre-spawn maybe some spawning going on uh there's plenty of launches around the uh, problem is, John, that we're going into, and and I'm going to say two things to you. One, the reason we launched so early uh, is to beat the bass boats to the juice. Otherwise, we'd never beat them to the juice. Uh, and we're the only ones on the lake in the dark, so it's really pretty safe. Usually, we're one of the only ones on the lake. Uh, and then number two, on Grand, it is the, you know this, it's the lake of a million docks. There'll probably, there'll probably be one on the behind docks with the fish spawning. Uh, except if I'm in, uh, you know, in the Elk River somewhere, uh, in the Elk River Arm or wherever, and I want to go hit the docks across the way, I can't do it. I got to I got to go all the way around to the No Wake buoy and go across. So that that's going to be some of the challenges we're going to have to face. So that's why that's people right. work. It, it, it is going to be a challenge, but like you said earlier, everybody's going to have to. Everybody's going to have that that same challenge. The good news the day. is the good news oh. is that's Easter weekend, and there shouldn't be that many other tournaments on the lake. True that through that and hey it's an hour from my house i'm excited about how close it is the, the day the day the tournament the day the schedule came out i, I don't know nothing about grand lake gossily so i'm kind of in the dark but the day the schedule came out i had two or three people call me and they were so positive about grand lake now, i'm not gonna name names doesn't matter but those people called and said we that they commended bass for for doing this you know truck for doing this and so they were positive about it right so here's the thing. It don't matter because everybody's going to be on the same playing field, right? The rules are going to be the rules, and that's why you got to fish them. So but, but as I, what I'm trying to say is when they contacted me, they were very positive about going to fish in that lake because it was in their backyard, to be honest with you. 100% so, chance that was Kyle Long because he likes anything to do with Oklahoma. No, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying it's just <laughs> uh, there was a lot of positive in that, what I'm trying to get to. Okay, that makes any sense. And but uh, from from a setting yourself up for success standpoint, though, probably you know a lake selection that didn't have this stigma, and especially a lack, a complete lack of local support for that lake. I think would would be better for numbers you know like if grand didn't have those rules if there was another body of water in the area that was maybe more kayak friendly where you could cross lakes and and things would be would probably help yeah i get that but you might want to fish it if you want to win that aoi type yeah there you go um well yeah let's go on to, to something else there was a ton of questions in the uh in the comments from people did you catch any of them ryan 
There, I mean, there's been 30. We're gonna have to, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to scroll back through and throw them up. I All will right. say this: people can record this, clip it, whatever. I do like the bass AOY system better of having to fish four out of five events to really have a shot at AOY. I think when you are are going for angler of the year, you should have to fish a majority of the events. I don't think I don't think picking, you know, three or four to cherry pick is is necessarily who is the overall most consistent angler of the season. I like the fact that there are more, you know, especially it being four out of five. I think, you know, in any trail, having one or two drops is, is okay, but I think that's it. Like, I don't, I don't think you should have one third of your, your trail go into AOI. Yeah. Hey, John, that... did, didn't you tell me that we're the four out of five fishing the four out of five events is going away based on because we're using angle a year to substitute that or what was that? You remember the fishing four out of five events goes to the championship automatically? Oh, yeah. Explain that one. Yeah. Just so everybody uh, knows. Yeah. So, how to qualify for the championship uh, in the previous two years has been well, the first year it was 20%, and then we went to 10% across the board. So, it's 10% of anybody fishing the regional. 10% of your uh, Bass Nation kayak state championships, if they have one. Uh, and then it was, if you fished four of the five, before we had this AOI, if you fished four of the five, you got an automatic berth into that. No matter what, how you finish, you get zero in all of them. That, the AOI has taken the place of that. So, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna take the top 25 in the AOI standing um in place of that and then uh, we'll go down the aoy standings if say you jeff or you ryan qualify through a regional uh you're already qualified but then you finish in the top 25 of aoy we'll take that regional finish first and we'll go down that aoy list encouraging people to fish more tournaments and maybe get on that's where i said if they can only fish three uh, you want to fish as many as you can, but just because you only fish three does not mean you won't qualify because if enough people above you on that AOI list have already qualified through another means, through the regional, through a state championship, then we'll go down that AOI list. You got anything else pulled up, Jeff? Yeah, I'm fine. Brian Hall asked, are you still paying down 30 spots or what's the payout uh, for each event? Yes, 30. So we talked about that, and we had some anglers uh, say we they wish we wouldn't do that, that we maybe we'd fit, we'd pay, uh, you know, one in five or one in seven, whatever, whatever a lot of people do. Uh, the 30, um, it only looks bad when we have a low turnout. So, for instance, up at Chesapeake, where we only had whatever we had, 60. And then we paid half the field because we went down to 30. So that 30th place guy didn't get very much. But when we go to when we go to Fork and we have when we had a big turnout, 190, 90 or whatever, and we only paid 30, then that 30th place guy uh, is still getting a pretty decent check. So we we decided to leave it at 30, uh, hoping that our numbers are up and and that you know once you get over a hundred or so, then that that really doesn't 
affect the payout much and if we just pay the 30 and that's we do that in several of our other series too the opens are that way um some of the other uh the college and nation and all that stuff is that way so we just pay instead of man and hopefully we get the big numbers and then we we can make that 30th place be a, a good chunk before you go to questions, y'all want to yeah. let's talk about off limits. We talked about uh, uh, lunch money up there. Wants to know about the off limits. Yeah, any of the any of the rule changes. So yeah, off limits first. That'd be great. <laughs> thank you, Wait thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, yes, Dwayne. Cont continue on. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Well, he asked me earlier, you know, again. So uh, I'll let if John, if you don't mind talking about the, what we you decided. Yeah, about off limits uh, again. So I, so I hope what everybody sees is that. We're not just sitting back and and not listening to folks and, and we're taking we're taking comments and we're and we're talking to people all year long. Dwayne talks to people all year. I went to most of the events. I think I missed one last year. Um, and and talk with anglers about what they think, you know, what they'd like to see, what they wouldn't and I you know, all these questions, the, the payout, the 30 places, I've, I heard about that. Um, and one of the things was we heard a lot about off limits and, and we need one. And <clears throat> so we just, we just talked to a lot of people and, and frankly, you know, we came out so late with the schedule uh, that, you know, I talked to several people and they, they have encouraged the other trails to have an off limits and nobody wanted to pull mm -hmm. that trigger. And frankly, I called Dwayne and, and said, we're so late with the schedule um, that let's try it. I mean, what's it going to hurt? I mean, everybody else has already got their schedule out. Let's, let's try something for the off limits. And so, you know, I talked to Dwayne, talked to Patrick, talked to Tyler, uh, talk with some other folks and it's kind of what we came up with off limits uh, Saturday through Tuesday prior to the event. So, you know, if the event was this, this coming Saturday or this, you know, this coming Saturday, then it would have went off last Saturday and be off until uh, the end of the day tomorrow. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday will be your official practice days uh, for the tournament. So the it's only off limits for that that period. That's before that, it's wide open. So like local trails and stuff could before hold an that, event two weeks before or whatever. Okay, two gotcha. weeks before. So you know we we didn't want. There are some local trails. We you know you you don't want to punish guys that might want to fish your trail and have them not enter if we put an off limits you know too far out where they can't fish their local trail uh then that that hurts your numbers as well we've run into that with some other with some other series but the the shorter when you when you take out basically take out the weekend before uh that eliminates guys from going up and staying camping up there for two weeks uh prior but it does allow the local trails to fish you know, two weeks prior, but not that 
not that weekend. Well, those campers will just have to take four days off and go golf or something, I guess. Right. I like that. I've been, <laughs> Ryan and I have beat that drum for a while that there needs to be some sort of off-limits to it. So I and like and, and as this continues to progress and as the sport grows more toward a professional geared series, I think you're going to see that off-limits period expand. I think it'll be similar to what, what pro trails are it'll be 30 days off limits with an official practice period i think there needs to be a no information rule implemented into into that 30-day window as well and really set it up you know with more legitimacy in in my opinion yeah and that's across the board i mean i think as as all of it grows because right now you're the only trail that has the off limits period which i commend i think that's a great a great step in the right direction and I hope as we see rules announced for next season by other trails, I see Steve Fields in the comments, uh, <laughs> that we see that we see more rules like this implemented. I think that, uh, you know, that's that kind of, I don't want to say levels the playing field. I think if you're a good angler, you're still going to catch fish. But it definitely takes away some of the advantage of the folks that may not have nine to five jobs or whatever that literally just travel around and, and fish all these tournaments because – there's not any bigger advantage than time on the water. You can know everybody on the lake. You can get a thousand pins dropped every damn where. But if you don't have time on the water, you don't go eliminate those unproductive areas and key in on you know where the fish may have moved up on. Like time on the water is the single biggest advantage I think in preparing for a tournament. Yeah, and the other thing is it gives even if it's the same people that win, they can puff their chest out a little more because they can say, hey. I was here the same amount as y'all. Still beat you the same. Don't be throwing this. I was here for two weeks stuff. So it, it you know, eliminates all yeah. those excuses and everything. Uh, I love it. I love the off limits. Right. Well, well done, fellas. Um, one other question we had was from Marty Hughes. It was way back in the in the comments, and I think I wrote down the note correctly. As this thing uh, grows, John, you mentioned, uh, you know, if the numbers get up there, you guys will look at expanding. He asked if there'd ever be the thought of a north south division or different divisions like the opens. Sure. I mean, uh, the, the, the table is open. I mean, you got to start somewhere. You got to grow it. And and you got to take baby steps. And I know Dwayne probably sick and tired of me saying that. got to take baby steps. Because I'll tell you, Dwayne is your one of your biggest advocates, you know, with, with me. And, and we text her or talk daily almost and and I know that everybody wants things to happen a lot quicker than they do yesterday but, but we want to try to do it we want to try to do it right um, we're not going to do everything perfect yeah, obviously and <clears throat> we want to try to learn from learn from what we from the years past and and try try different things and once we get those numbers up, uh, if we get them up to, you know, where we think it's worthy of adding tournaments and adding divisions, just like we've done with the Opens and everything else in the past. You know, we, we went from two to three, and we've changed it. Had four tournaments in a division, went back to three, and, you know, we just, we'll try different things uh, and, until we get until we get something that works. I mean... We're uh, what's kinds of stuff? The Bass Nation. We changed the regions a couple years ago. We changed the reason regions. We 
we had a great idea to change the regions and only make three regions instead of five. And so the tournaments would be bigger and there'd be more money and, and all that. But, but what that did was spread them out even farther. So you had Maine in the same division with Florida and guys were, it was costing them an arm and a leg to, to, to go to a tournament. So we went back to the five and, and travel is a little less. And, and so we can do, we can certainly look at doing something like that with the, with the kayak, you know, once we build it a little bit, we, we need to have a couple good years uh, where the good numbers are good. And, and then we can look at some of those things. Uh, what is the registration uh, opening and then cutoff leading up to the tournament? I, that question was just posted. I think we settled on, correct me if I'm wrong, Dwayne. I mean, we went, so when we started this whole thing, all of our all of our registration deadlines on all of our other series are 30 days. Yeah. And Dwayne told me, <laughs> not going to happen, not going to work, not, not, not going to work for these guys. So we did we 14. Compromised, we compromised and went to a 14 day uh, deadline and that still didn't work very, Correct. very well. Yeah. So we ended the season last year, about mid season, we switched to a seven day registration deadline and we're going to stick with that. Okay. Um, so so it's going to be seven days uh, but we're not we are not going to extend it uh past that you know if you miss your the seven days you're not going to get in and that might cost you an aoi so yeah you need to make sure you register uh early and often and on time and and so so we can get a get a big field as as many as you guys know that um, uh, when you guys register for these events, you're you're paying actually you're paying over at the Bass website. So you know you you make all payments at Bass, and then we we take care of adding you to the tournament on Tourney X. This year it's going to be a little little bit different. I believe we're going to do is uh, there's going to be email that comes out, and in that email there should be some information about you actually coming to Tourney X and signing up. In other words. Uh, just read. You. So if you sign up at Bass, you get your email, read your email, check your email, read it. You should give you information on where to come to, to actually sign up at Tourney X uh, so that it alleviates some of the, some of the waiting say, Oh, who's on the tournament? Well, you can go ahead and sign up. So we're going to send you guys information, hop over to Tourney X, go to the, find the tournament, sign up there as well. There won't be a payment over there. You'll just be able to sign in through as a private tournament. Somebody asked that earlier, Dwayne, because that's there's a snowball effect there. When people see a lot of people signing up, it prompts more people to sign it, up. But, it if, does. but if they look and see 30 people, even if there's 100 signed up, yeah. they only see 30, it kind of makes them say, ah, you know, I don't know if I want to go. Well, and that adds, that, that's just another idea. That's another thing we're doing with Tourney X is in the, is the, in the information under the new on the new app when we come out with it in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's actually going to list how many anglers are in there. You'll be able to see it. You'll be able to click on it, go in and see who's actually on that tournament. So that'll help promote more anglers to sign up. Uh, some people say, no, it doesn't work because they don't want to sign up if somebody else is fishing it. Well, I think it's the opposite. Like no, you said, that, no, I don't I, think. I think I if mean, there's more people on there, more people are going to want to come in and, and fish it. So. That, somebody that's online or must have said that. That's, that's not from a live tournament. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Let, let me ask you this, John. Uh, 
you said you you know you talk to Dwayne often and Tyler and Pat and some of the other guys that run tournaments for you guys. Does Bass have a kayak fishing czar on staff? Is that the right word to use? Is there somebody that just it, you know is kind of your subject matter expert on kayak fishing on staff at Bass? Or are you leaning on these other guys that have helped run tournaments for you uh, for we, that information? No, we we I'm the probably the guy that knows. And I don't know that much. And I'm probably the guy that knows more than anybody in the in the bass tournament department. Uh, I do lean on Dwayne and, and Patrick and Tyler and and uh, talk to Steve Owen some and you know pick their brains and we we discuss things. Uh, you know before the before the schedule went out uh, and. You know, we I just had some ideas about what we wanted to do, and uh, we got all three, you know, Steve and, and Patrick and Tyler on a conference call, and we uh, talked for about an hour or whatever it was, maybe not that long, but we uh, went over some of these things, and, and they seemed to like them, so we put them into effect. So what – a question that was just posted, as far as, like, the classic goes at the awards part – it, is there what are what are you doing to kind of streamline that and make it a little more painless i hope to get the kayak anglers into the to the arena to watch the the kayak awards is that is that something well that's being the main addressed? thing is that the main thing that i've asked for and whether or not it happens is we would love to get the awards later in the show yeah i think that'd be okay, good too. so which is we've also been asking for that for high school and college you know we do the pre-show they do the pre-show on saturday and sunday uh for their their awards and their little exhibition that they put on and we've been asking for that uh, <laughs> for a while so mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not super optimistic uh on that but it's on our radar and i definitely we definitely want to uh we would love to get them like in the middle of the show you know take where we weigh some anglers and then we take a break and and then we do our awards uh the issue is you know it's it's a double-edged sword so pre-show we might have 20 minutes if if they agree to doing it in the middle, we might have five. So yeah. I don't think the timing is the biggest piece. Uh, I think you know I don't I don't know that the the obviously it's about the the show and the production being on the stage. You can't really tell audience and the crowd you know what's actually happening in the space when when folks are watching it from home you know watching it live streamed or whatever. But the actual anglers there supporting you know, and the families there, you know, getting them in, getting them down around the stage, making it a big deal for that guy that is on the stage, seeing his, it is, his, it is the timing because so the, the doors to the arena, this is what people don't know. So the doors to the arena open for life members and uh, nation members and special guests uh, that we try to get in. They open at like three thirty. Mm -hmm. And we're doing the show at three thirty-four. Mm -hmm. Like so, so people are 
there's very little time to get having it at that very beginning there is very little time to get those folks in in the doors but i mean that, just having the security team or, or staff or whoever on board would help because we we got turned away from three different doors at the event center <laughs> this right. year like just having to run in the freaking heat run around this building that was a huge trying communication to gap that, that was a communication gap i, I understand there. but that's what i'm saying like that's no, the no, that's the gap yeah. that's got to get closed down like security like or or event staff we were down by the stage and they ran us off and pushed us back in a corner and then then finally once the kayak anglers were on stage like oh well now you can come back over here I, I mean, stuff like that is just, uh, I think, I think if we can kind of head that off up front, you know, just well, to, well, to make see, it a little more I painless. Ben Rayfield said a designated entrance and, and there was a de designated entrance this past year. There was, but the people that were actually opening the doors up didn't get the <laughs> right. I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I had to call Patrick to come up there and God bless Patrick <laughs> sweating bullets running yeah, around up there trying to hurt us in there. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why after years of doing this, <clears throat> we've run into this almost every year, whether it's with mm -hmm. the high school group trying to get in or the college, which is why we're pushing really hard to not be at the beginning. So we got time. So we do have time. We've got time to get you gathered up and get everybody that needs to go in, gathered up. And, and if we have to walk them in ourselves, we can walk them in ourselves. Um, the other thing that there was a little bit of an issue last year was everything last year was a little different. Like normally, Normally, when I'm at I'm at the arena, arena with Hank Weldon and Dwayne, and so there's an ex, another body, another person to help get people in. Well, I was at the lake last year all all week. I didn't even come to the weigh-in uh, at all, and 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 you'd be surprised how one person uh, can make a big difference. You know, just helping get organized get things in. There's a million things going on. You know, Hank's got trying to be the MC and got people in his ear uh, trying to get, and he's focused on one aspect of it. Amen. And you got Dwayne and, and Patrick that aren't, you know, they're doing the best that they possibly can to get everybody in, but nobody knows them uh, like, like they know the, like the bass staff. So, I would like to think that if I would have been there, that it maybe would have been a little bit better, but I don't know that for sure, which is we think we've had these discussions. We know that that's an issue. And we think that the, that, that would help the most would be to move it a little mm -hmm. late. It doesn't have to be mid show. It could be just a little bit later in the show where people have time and we do want the stance. We would love you know, the stands to be full of people to see the kayak guys get their awards and, and get their checks. Um, you know, at the very beginning, you know, there's, you know, five or 6,000 people in there where if we waited, if we were 15 minutes later, there'd be 15,000 people in, in there. So uh, we want that. We want, we want that. And, we, that is on our radar uh, to try to fix that, and we'll 
we'll keep talking about it. We're already having our classic discussions. Um, pre pre classic meetings have begun uh, already, and and we'll keep that on the radar. What are the venues going to look like for the 2022 season? I mean, have like uh, convention center type things or outdoor pavilions or what? What's that? What's that going to look like? Kind of broad broad spectrum there. You mean the for the kayak? For e- yeah, for mm-hmm. each event. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lake Fork will be Lake Fork at the at the uh, Lake Fork Marina. Uh, that pavilion there. Uh, just like it's been the last couple years. Harris Chain has a really nice um, uh, brand new uh, kind of a convention building type thing in Venetian Gardens. Uh, It's where they do all the tournament. It's a really nice place, and they've got a really nice uh, launch area and park and all that, and so we've got that. So that'll be a, a good place. Um, Smith Lake, uh, I don't, I'm not really sure where they're putting us. They're, they're supposed to find us a, a, uh, suitable place for the meeting and the awards. Not sure on Smith Lake. Grand Lake is going to be, I believe at the, uh, Civic Center. Um, but we may be at the, they have a nice pavilion, uh, there at the Wolf Creek. Uh, launch area so we'll be at wolf creek uh pavilion uh, pickwick will be at the um same place we were last year at the at the uh pickwick state park uh lodge. lodge there uh it's nice it's a nice facility nice awards uh place and hopefully we'll be inside for that one uh russell b uh the russell championship uh, Anderson is going to be the host. Uh, Anderson uh, Hilton Garden Inn is where uh, the meeting and the dinner will be, and uh, that'll be the host hotel where most, where like the staff will be staying. Uh, so it's not, you know, don't have to drive all the way into Greenville or anything like that. Uh, so that that'll be that'll be good there. Uh, really, the only one I've not sure on yet is smith lake i'm not sure about that one okay good stuff uh ashley's in the comments offering up kyle long's backyard it's not too far away from there so there you <laughs> go. just just in case just in case uh kyle's also asking any inside information on the 2023 classic 2020 no <laughs> don't, don't listen to kyle man he's still <laughs> upset because his coach went to usc he's he's yeah. all tore up so yeah all right now breaking non-kayak fishing news brian kelly to LSU I saw that yeah yeah got an alert um so. so one another another thing that I think would would benefit people being more engaged is is the social media engagement on on the bass side uh as far as like on on the Bass Nation kayak series page you know pumping pumping the events pumping the anglers spreading the word like I guess kind of getting a buzz going as far as as promotion goes. I think that's that's an area that um, you know that would really benefit you guys as far as getting getting more people to to come out yeah, and, and be and, interested. And we've had those discussions as well um, about doing exactly that, trying to trying to prior to the event, not just like 
two days prior, but you know, a month prior to the event and, and keeping up with it through, through registration, trying to get people to sign up. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Um, I know that we'll, I know we've had those discussions and, and old town, uh, is, you know, this new old town deal, we're going to do everything we can to promote the AOI. Uh, we want to give them as much love as we possibly can. We want to thank them, uh, for coming up with this. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool deal. I think, uh, you know, five grand and a, and a, and a, top of the line kayak uh, from them guys is is a pretty sweet prize and we want to make sure uh, I know that the the back on the venues thing I know that they're going to provide um, a little more uh, substance to the to the registration you know some other tents and tables and they're going to have some things there uh, that's going to spruce up spruce up the the venue a little bit so we want we want to thank old town for that and we also signed um uh, motor guide as a partner this year too so uh we have motor guide as a partner old town as a partner those are your team two main ones and then of course the local the local hosts yeah and you know of course i'm going to shout out old town as uh you know i'm a partial a little bit partial to them but the, they're also doing something that a lot of companies should start doing which is they're providing part support to these tournaments uh you know it's not necessarily a giant repair truck driving around but they are sending uh large, any yeah cadres <laughs> cadres of parts with with some of the pro staff and whoever to make sure that uh, the uh anglers we have a parts too so that's that's pretty cool of them can um, we see more of mark pendergraft's face on everything uh he was very upset that he's not on t-shirts or belt buckles hey, or something hey, he thinks mike iconelli's the only guy that won a Bassmaster kayak tournament there's a nice write-up so, there's a nice there's a nice write-up on mark over on the website inside right mark pendergraft <laughs> well, the whole thing the whole thing didn't fit on the screen but. oh <laughs> man what a tagline uh that's that sounds like that pool hall in Texas we were at when he won the won the event last year. Yeah, so, no, they did a great write up on Mark and <laughs> I mean, his boat over there. That I just looked at that. I was pulling the schedule up for tonight and and just happened to look at that. And one thing is that Bass does a great job with is you guys are the quickest on the trigger to getting media out to the website. Ryan was talking about getting it into social media and pumping things on social media, but you guys have stuff up on the website the night of day one and the next day of day two. Uh, man, it's pretty instantaneous. The so trick that, will be good. training people to go to an actual website again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's going to be the hard driver there. Honestly, I mean, yeah. it's good seeing links and stuff, but when the when I when Dwayne sent the schedule link, I didn't even click it. I just shared it. Like I, just, <laughs> I'm yeah. terrible about not clicking anything yeah. that goes to a website. I mean, Ryan and I, we we do the and everybody else, all the mods on KBN. We do we do the Lord's work over there, trying to pump all these different tournaments. But uh, we want to see, you know, want to see that happen more over on uh, each each of their social medias respectively too so uh you know i believe uh, i believe this next year we're all uh the bass is also going to be uh, issuing out checks on the at the event so really that's something new yeah so that's, nice. we'll, that's cool we'll yeah so that, yeah, i was going to talk i was going to talk about that you know Dwayne wanted me to talk about that we we tried it at the last event up at lacrosse um and it worked but it didn't work well. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't. It didn't work in a timely uh, manner. We, 
I think Dwayne, we we had a file or something that wouldn't match or whatever. Well, you're paying out thirty people too, so we have to we have to take that into account. Yeah, so that's that's thirty checks you got to write instead of well, the top ten percent. I mean, it doesn't take long to print the checks if we uh -huh. can get all the. The plan is to to do it. We tried it at the last event. We actually did get the checks cut, but by the time I got them cut at the hotel and to the awards. Uh, Tyler had already handed out all the trophies and sent everybody home. So there was only two or three guys that got their checks, but they did get their checks on site and we would love to, to do that. Um, and, you know, give these guys their money. So they got something to go home with. If you can them. get it to them within like two months, you're actually doing really good by the standards that we've had set. <laughs> hey, let's go back to the uh, KBS ways, uh, Ryan, to the Terry, Man Terry, Terry Manley KBS. I won a uh, KBS event back in the day, and he handed me an envelope with 3,000 cash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's that's go, Let's I, go back. Let's go I back got third on Kentucky Lake, and I just got a sack full of money and went on yeah. home. That's, that's I how felt it like went. we were pulling a drug deal up there. On yeah, I know. It was, it was yeah. Did you imagine carrying it around your pocket? Oh, I know. Ashley took it from me, so I didn't have it very long. Well, luckily that only lasted for one season, so we didn't, we didn't have to worry about it happening twice. Yeah. Uh, Chris had a good question about this, um, and I want to get on to some stuff with Dwayne, too, some Tourney X updates, but uh, how does immediate payout impact protests? Like if someone protests an event, is there a protest period, or is once the tournament's over, it's over? Good question. That is a good question. So, you know, so if you have a protest, you're supposed to – uh, protest immediately so then that doesn't really give a, a time frame but you're supposed to protest immediately so if we don't hear anything it's a, it's a little easier on the kayak because you have a you have a time period that you have to between the time you submit your last photo and the and the awards so there so there is a little bit of time there and if we don't hear anything, don't have any protests, uh, you know, Dwayne or whoever the judges are don't come up with anything, then we're going to cut the checks. Now, if we have a if we have a protest afterwards, and, and this has happened in other tournaments uh, where we had to DQ an angler after the checks have already been cut, then we'll we'll take that into account. We'll get that check back from that angler, uh, and if it changes the the what the next guy above or below makes, then we'll we'll make those corrections and get the checks to them, you know, at a later date. Of course, it'd be you know a couple of weeks later probably, um, but uh, we'll we'll you get you got that little time frame in between last picture submitted uh, when the awards start. Uh, it's usually a couple hours, you know, by the time the award you know the awards are. So that's we feel like that's enough time, and if we don't hear anything, we're going to cut the things. So probably one of the toughest things about kayak fishing and the way that we do this, being everybody can see the photos and people stringers, inadvertently you're going to have guys that are just sitting at home going through people's fish on the computer just looking for things to, you know, to point out. Uh, no. Ike, Ike fish was no. one of the – was one of the things that stuck out to me the most. Uh, I can't, what, did he have a hand? His hand was under, like, the edge of his pinky was under the gill plate or something like that. And yes. then two days later, that, that's that's brought to people's attention. Like, uh, it was, you know, it was, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. 
you know, it how does a, that affect a protest period? No, it was immediate. It was immediate. I got you. Believe me, it was immediate because Dwayne and we were discussing it from the time it happened, from the time it was posted. And when when you say the edge of his pinky was under the gill plate, it was literally the edge. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I had the picture sent to me like, <laughs> like look at this. And I was like, uh, all right now, like. So that's I, I don't know. I mean, it's a rule. It's a rule. Don't get me wrong. That's a rule, but um, that's uh, that's pretty it tight. Is a rule. It it's is pretty a rule, tight. But in our rules, in our rules, it does not say uh, that it that it's a disqualification. It says so. That's may. that's another good point, though. Is you know we had an issue come up at the tournament of champions where a guy fished off limits water on day one. So his day one limit was DQ'd, and he was allowed to fish day two and three. How do you, I mean, you know, as the tournament manager yourself, how do you interpret things like that? What infraction is a DQ from the whole tournament? On these two-day tournaments, what's a DQ from, you know, your first day stringer? Like, how does that work in your in your view? Every, every rule that is brought up, or protested, or or whatever it is, we have to look at it and look at what the rule says, and then uh, once once let's just take the Iconelli. I don't know anything about the the other you know, the DQ and of day one, but let's just take the Iconelli one. So his hand was up against the gill plate up against the gill plate which caused the very edge i'm talking 130 seconds of his skin of his pinky mm -hmm. to be under the what you would consider the gill plate so we looked at that and actually there was another angler in the top 10 that had the exact same thing exact same thing and nobody brought that to our attention. <laughs> they did bring Iconelli's to our attention, you know, because he won. Andy's Iconelli. Yeah, so, Andy's Iconelli. Yep. So it was brought to our attention. And we looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And, and then you, as a manager, you have to determine whether that is a violation of the rule, of the spirit of the rule, and what her rule, by rule, you can do about it. The first thing that Aaron and I were both there, and we both looked at it several times. Dwayne looked at it, and we decided that it was not a violation of the the spirit of the rule. The spirit of that rule, a finger under the gill plate, is exactly that, where you put your finger all the way in there, and you've got a death grip on the fish, so with your finger in his gills and, and holding down underneath it. That's what that rule is meant to prevent. And that wasn't anything close to what Iganelli did on that. He had his hand, you could see his whole pinky, just it was barely under there. So we decided that that was not uh, a rules violation. And we all agreed on that. And, and Dwayne, wanted me to get another picture from Iganelli. And at this point, I'm reading, I, I, unprofessionally, I was reading the 
some of the comments and all that. And I kind of dug my heels in. I'm like, no, we're not getting another picture from Mike and Ellie. That one's perfectly fine. And this went on for like a day. And I'm fine. I'm on the plane the next day headed home. And Dwayne's like, can we just get another picture from Ike and Ellie? <laughs> and, I was, and so I texted Ike and Ellie and I'm like, do you have another picture? And he sent me within 30 seconds. He sent me like seven other pictures. I had already talked to Charles and Brian at that point, And I was like, dude, does he have other pictures without like, I don't give a shit if, if it's on tourney X or not just yeah. to freaking post somewhere that, that he had a picture without his finger under the gill plate. Like so just, we got the picture changed it and you know, all, all was fine. But to answer your question, we got to take everything, all the rules, in consideration, but even if we had determined that he violated the rule a little bit, it does. The, the rules don't say that that's an automatic DQ, like that that picture does not count. It says it may, and and it's and that's purposely put in there so that we can talk to everybody involved, so that we can see if he's got another picture, so so that we can do everything that we possibly can. The last thing we want to do. No matter who it is, I don't care if it's Ike and Ellie, if it's Jeff, if it's Ryan, if it's Dwayne. The last thing we want to do is DQ anybody for anything ever. A, yeah. a tournament manager does not want to do that. We will. I, I, talk, we'll talk to the the angler, uh, get different sides of the story. We'll try to get more pictures. We'll do whatever we can to not DQ an angler. And then the next step is if if we can. Uh, not DQ him, but he deserves a penalty, then we'll, we'll put a penalty on it. Do you uh, guys do polygraphs in your tournaments? We do do polygraphs in a tournament. Uh, and if we need to, we'll do them in a kayak tournament. That, uh, in the rules they, they sign, they, they are subject to a polygraph. Uh -huh. What happens, I mean, you've, um, you've been around plenty of this, but you know the questions on the polygraph are pretty cut and dry. Did you catch a fish on your own? Did you receive outsider information did you have any help landing the fish blah 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 what happens if an angler fails a polygraph what what's the what's the next step there as somebody that runs professional tournaments for a living it's waterboarding angler, so, so a misconception uh to most uh polygraphs is that that's if they fail a polygraph it's an automatic dq mm -hmm. A polygraph is not an automatic DQ. That's not the only thing. We use it as a tool. So if 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 we've done everything we can do, questioned people, uh, got the protester side of the story, got the angler side of the story, um, can't and we can't decide. We can't figure it out whether or not we think a rule has been violated. We'll do a polygraph, mm -hmm. and if they fail that polygraph we still won't necessarily dq them okay. uh, it's a tool and and a lot of times um i have had to dq an angler for and he failed a polygraph uh, but we will never we will never uh, publicly say they failed a polygraph so when you hear that i cringe when i hear that because 
nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, maybe 99.9, any a DQ or a, a penalty or whatever is most of the time an honest mistake. The angler made an honest mistake. The angler pushed too hard on the fish, and his little pinky was one sixteenth oh. under the gill plate. I swear yeah. to God, he was going to say bent the board, but he said pinky <laughs> under the fish. Checking my pictures. It's, it's always an honest mistake. Always. You know that I've never been around one. Well, I I have been around one where it wasn't, but that guy went to jail in a police car. So. You know, that one was not honest, but the, all the rest of them that I've ever dealt with have been. Even the one that failed the polygraph, uh, it was an honest mistake about a baits, some baits that were left in the boat and 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 got used that weren't legal to be Shiners, used. live shiners. You know, so, <laughs> you know, whatever, they got, they got DQ'd. And but we as bass will never say they failed a polygraph. Yeah, you will always see um, that the angler lost his weight or was disqualified for the tournament due because of violation of rule three four or whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Three, you know whatever it is, whatever the actual rule is uh, that that they violated. That's what they'll be dq not because they failed a polygraph. Gotcha. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. We we've, we've been going long tonight. We're like hour and twenty minutes into. This I, thing, know, I know. Crazy. I know. I um, know. Yeah. Any more any more questions? You saw slide by Ashley K's hot in the comments. The, said, the only man, thing she's rolling over there. Look at that. The only <laughs> thing I've got Beautiful. left is like communicating with with <laughs> other trails to deconflict schedules, like particularly like the BOS. Obviously, the other. Uh, big high level national trail on the schedule this year. I think there's like three events that are the week before uh Hobie BOS events. And, and that that's, uh, that's going to make people make a decision, you know, if they can do one or do the other, which one is kind of more fruitful for their season, but that that's making, and you don't have a great number of people that, that travel nationally to fish these events. So you're cutting your, you know, kind of your core group, you know, probably in half by making them choose which event. Well, we're hoping or the we're hoping the off limits helps that a little bit because if they can afford to fish both, um, we're and they're fishing Hobie BOS the weekend before, they're not missing out on any practice time uh, on the on the other one because they can't fish the weekend. You know, after right, but it's a pretty good bit of distance that are between. Uh, several of these tournaments as far as also, those that the are the week before helps. and the week after. The off-limits helps that also. Yeah. You, you got uh, more time. <laughs> you don't have to be there to practice. I'm always open. I'm always open to uh, working with the other organizations on schedule if we can. Um, you will never hear me say no. That we're not going to we're not going to do that. We we have the same goal with bass kayak as we have with every other tournament uh, series uh, out there that we do. You know, we have the Bass Nation, and the competitor of the Bass Nation is the TBF. We have the Bassmaster Opens and the Tackle Warehouse, you know, series. Um, 
we don't care what you fish. We want the anglers to fish as much as they possibly can. We tell high schoolers this. We tell college anglers this. Please fish as much as you can possibly fish. Uh, we do want you to fish bass, right? So if we can if we can work with the other organizations to have a, have a schedule, but but it's a two way street. It has to be a two way street. It's got to be uh, they got to be willing to work with us as well and and be honest with us and and we can be honest with them on what we're looking at and we can certainly do that gotcha all right love love to see it um any more questions in the crowd i didn't see any more i'm going to throw up here i'm going to wrap this thing up pretty soon katie's katie's texas bass nation question about not allowing anyone not in the state of texas to fish their bass nation kayak event out there yeah that sounds more like this isn't a trail event this is just a state issue is that up solely up to the state, it, it I guess, is. president and kayak director? It is. That's we what I have. Thought. We have um, Bass does not own uh, the Bass Nations, the, the Texas Bass Nation, the Louisiana Bass Nation, Kansas, whatever it is. We don't own those organizations. We, so they make their own rules they as far as this part rules. goes we encourage them to follow our rules uh they get some benefits for being uh, part of the national bass nation um there are not many states that that do things like that but the louisiana texas um groups they do have a little border war you know because of toledo bend and and Rayburn and stuff. I think they have a little border war going on there, which, you know, we can encourage them not to do that. But ultimately, if if they don't, if I think Louisiana has the same thing, if you you have to have a at least on the bat on the nation. I don't know about the kayak side, but on the nation side, they have a rule that if you don't live in Louisiana. You can't fish. On That's the, crazy. On Louisiana State. We were trying to figure out what it was because I guess Texas just announced they announced their tournament or whatever. And, you know, we have a lot of traveling anglers, especially the guys from like Arkansas, Oklahoma. They run down to Texas and fish quite a bit of the events that pop up, whether it's local, regional, or national events. And they were like, ah, sorry, we're going to have to refund your money. You don't live in Texas. And I couldn't, and I guess it makes more sense on those bordering lakes. The Texas guys are afraid of the Louisiana guys coming over, taking their money. The Texas guys are afraid of Louisiana. I guess I see that part of it, but I'd say it's probably more about qualifying spots for them, you know, trying to, trying to get into a classic or or championship. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good stuff, man. We're going to wrap this thing up here in a minute. Uh, There was one more question and this is a quick answer. Are the entry fees for the one day and two day events the same? Yes. No difference there. Okay. No Good. Yeah. And then we kind of brushed over the, the AOI with the, the prize at the end of the year. It was cool to hear that you guys are doing the 5,000 plus a kayak to the AOI. Uh, so that's two out of the three major trails that are going to pay out the AOI. I think Hobie pays out a nice prize package, Bass. Uh, I think KBF this year didn't pay anything to AOI. I don't know what that's going to be like next year. So, <laughs> you know, all these trails, they kind of push each other to improve in different areas. So hopefully that's what's going to take place uh going forward you know what do they say rising tide yeah uh, lifts all ships or pushes everybody so that, that's good stuff um, i wanted to get to Dwayne, but maybe we'll have Dwayne back another night just top tourney x by itself because we've been here for an hour and a half and getting long in the tooth what do you think Dwayne? you'd be up for that 
Sure, man. Yeah. Dwayne's just the messenger. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some cool stuff I've seen on Tourney X with the angler search option and some other things that have kind of popped up without much fanfare that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, so I, I really got, want to dive into a, some of that. I got a list of things I wanted to go over. We'll, we'll do it another night. Let's do that. Yeah, mind. man, because we're an hour and a half into this, and you know we're dropping people off Is this a new record? Now. Is this a yeah. new record? I think, I think it I is. Think so, man. I think so. All right. Good job. Yeah, we'll have you back. Hey, it's 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 almost quote off season of tournaments anyway, so we want to have you on and we can really deep dive into what you got going on. Is that all right, Dwayne? Appreciate that. Thanks, man. Bass right. Nation event this weekend. Steve O's putting it on. Steve O and Daniel on Dale Hollow, Tennessee Bass Nation. So if anybody wants to uh, catch some big smallmouth and probably get a little bit chilly, uh, run up to Dale Hollow and, and participate in that. Yeah, and that is on Tourney X, by the way. Yes, it sir. is on, on Tourney X. X, and and also get what else would you X. use? It's got to be on Tourney X, Dwayne. Goodness, come on, get, get over there and get the uh, in the country, the December dugout monthly over on Tourney X too. Just <laughs> you know, registration's open. But hey, hey, John, thanks for taking our questions tonight, man. Even the tough ones, and and uh, doing your best you can to answer all those. So appreciate your time, man. That, that was a good show tonight. I enjoyed it. I, I don't have a problem taking the tough questions. Yeah, man. That's that's why we like having you back, John. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. Ryan, anything else, buddy? I'm good. I appreciate it, guys. Oh, hey, hey. Russell Kennedy oh. was the winner of the Yak Addicts package. Yeah. Okay. All right. There All right. Go. Thank you, Russell. Russell Kennedy. You the man. Russell, slide my DMs, and I'll get that shipped out to you. All right. Oh, we'll see everybody next week. We're gone. Thank you, guys. See you, guys. Thanks.